Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and dilly. Don't go around with Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows, like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio, not even in this country from all the way across the pond, is Miss Eden Levin. Eden, how are you? Got that correct. Oh my god! I, I was, that, I, that's the thing I was most worried about of all things. Like, so for the, for those of you guys, I'm very friendly. That's okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So for our yeah. listeners' sake, just we were talking off air, and I wanted to make sure that I always get really hung up on pronouncing names correctly, and so I'm very happy that I managed to at least get it once uh, once correct. So I will take it. So Aiden, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am 31 years old. I live in Leipzig, Germany currently. Now, now you find me in Spain, actually, but normally I'm in Leipzig, Germany. And I lived there for six years, but I'm originally from Israel. Mm -hmm. I moved with my husband to Leipzig six years ago and happily married and I have a dog. (laughs) And I think we're going to talk a lot about all of my projects. Three currently. Yes, you are. Um, Quite quite yeah. the plate of uh, things that you do. So I was very impressed with just with you, you sent me one message and I was reading it. I was like, oh my god, I got to talk to this person. This is awesome. <laughs> but let, let's also start. So you're you're from Israel and now you're living in Germany, but you're currently in Spain. Right. So it's funny because my wife and I are dying to go to Spain and Germany's also on our bucket list. So it's funny that like right now you're bouncing between the two. I'm taking all your boxes. I know. Yeah. Every, everything's working out. Like this is going to, it's going to be perfect. I'm already ready for it. But Great. so tell me a little bit about moving to Germany though. Cause I, I know very little about Germany. I know very little about how it, the culture, the, the structure, anything like that. So why don't you start there? Sure. So, well, Germany is a very, let's say, European country, like very similar to others in terms of mentality and food, weather. I mean, not really compared to Spain. That would be a little bit different when it comes to culture. But yeah, Central European countries um, in terms of, you know, weather can be cold in the winter, can actually be hot in the summer. People are kind of surprised by it sometimes. (laughs) Mm. Very big country, and uh, there are a lot, a lot of internationals as well. Yeah, but you cannot really say, tell me about Germany, because Germany is actually made out of 16 states. It's just for me to ask, like, how is the United States? It's like, (laughs) huge, and there are so many differences. This is actually something I've learned when I came first to, to Germany, is that those states have different dialects, different accents, different food. They think differently about others. You know, I was like, so yeah, country a lot like one. the United States. Like you know, from yes. for us, like you if know? I if I go like two states down, everybody speaks differently. And then they <laughs> they they ask about my accent. I was like, I don't have an accent. What are you talking? But apparently, apparently, I do. But for you, was it yeah. was it a big difference going from Israel to Germany? Absolutely. The thing is that. With a lot of ways, yeah, obviously the language. Mm. We also, like, both of me and my husband thought, yeah, English would be fine in Germany, right? A lot of people think English should be fine there, but 
Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, especially where, where I live, which is Leipzig, it is the east, still east of Germany. And during, like, after Second World War, they were learning Russian more than English. Mm-hmm. So it's still taking them time to get back into, or not get, get back to transition to English. Now, obviously, in school, they are teaching English, but people are still not comfortable to, yeah. to speak. But also in terms of mentality, even in a sense, Israelis have a, a very similar mentality to Americans. I would, I would say, okay. the reason is we want things now, even yesterday, if we can. <laughs> very fast, very efficient. Uh, let's talk less, do more. I like that. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. And in Germany, kind of lazy. And uh, there is a saying in German: "Langsam, langsam, slowly, slowly." Hmm. We don't have to rush anything. Things can happen also after the weekend. <laughs> There's a lot of this kind of mentality. For an Israeli, have to get used to this, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, because you want you want um, it done. You want to like take action. I like that. Yes, I- and and from their point of view, sometimes it's like, oh my god, it's amazing. How are you already done with your work? And for for some cases, they're like. Why are you already done with your work? We are not ready for you to be done with your work. <laughs> kind of that reaction. Yeah, obviously different food and different like also the the how you approach to people in Israel. We are very much, you know, first names and we don't really have hierarchy in terms of ages and, mm-hmm. and how do you approach people. But in Germany it's very much like if you are talking to somebody that is older than you or you know, a grandma and aunt and stuff like that, you would approach with last name or with, they have the they version. Mm-hmm. So they would approach with the they and not with the you. So oh. there is still that. And it took me a long time to get adjusted to it. I can, I can it. imagine. Like for me, yeah. I'm a very, I'm a very sir and ma'am kind of guy. And where, oh. where we live, sir is, is very like, oh yes, call me sir. I like that. Women hate being called <laughs> ma'am where we are. Like they, uh-huh. they, it's... When you call somebody ma'am in our like with the area that my wife and I live, people get the, they think it's like an old lady almost. But then you start going down south and everybody says, "Yes sir, yes ma'am," like just in the very strange cultural difference just going a couple of hours south of us. But for you yeah. talking about getting your work done, you have a lot of work that you do. Like <laughs> A yeah. lot. That would be a non-common thing in Germany, I would say. <laughs> so for you though, you have you have three projects that you mentioned, and right. like with, they're very different from each other. Like when you label them out, especially the third one, which we'll talk about. Like it's like this, this, and then that. Like just a <laughs> a very strange combination. But how do Why you? Why are you putting it? <laughs> how how do you manage to to go from role to role, and where does that passion come from? Well. I, I am these kind of from these kind of persons who, if you have me not do anything for a week, I would Go crazy. completely lose my mind. Yep. <laughs> that happened during COVID, and I'm not doing that again. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, I don't know if it's compensation because of COVID, but well, it's kind of a long story. But in a sense, we we have this mindset that we want to be financial independent. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband by by we is what I mean. And one of the, the things that we came across is like being an entrepreneur. We, we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and like we had this whole phase of we want to be millionaires and so on. But for me, it was never only being rich or with having a lot of money. It's also the independency of doing what I think is right. So mm-hmm. when I am in, you know, as a worker, 
always had this tendency of how are we improving? How are we making a better system? How are we bringing something new? And sometimes it was not taken, not taken well. Mm -hmm. There would be those other people who are like, if it's not broken, why, why, why would fix you fix it? Yeah. it? Which is very much not my mentality. <laughs> so I've seen that at some point, no matter how much I try to make my workspace to be something that I can push forward and be innovative, that I was always get a pushback. So for me, it was basically to to have my own independency in what I'm doing financially and also basically to rely on myself if I'm succeeding or if I'm not succeeding and not to be with a boss or with something who tells me what to do. Not that I think I know everything. I definitely don't think no, that. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's just for me the the... The urge to do something. Now you're asking, how am I doing three projects? Mm -hmm. Well, they all came kind of simultaneously out of the blue. <laughs> no, one came actually, I it was part of a, of a course that I was doing to become an entrepreneur in Germany. And I knew that I want to be an entrepreneur for a long time now. But I didn't have this one idea that I could really keep on with. Mm -hmm. We had gazillion ideas. Every day, a new idea. <laughs> it's just like... For entrepreneurs, they probably know that every day you're like, oh, something different. Yep. Oh, yep. this is missing. Oh, I, I wish this was in my city block. So we always had that. But this one came up to me because I was doing it for two years for free. And I said, okay, if I'm super happy to do this for free, it means I should probably do be getting this paid. Yep. Yep. That, that's kind of how I feel about podcasting. I love podcasting. I, I like it's like my favorite thing to do. Like I, I set up three interviews today just for fun, just because I like talking to people. And same thing, like if, if I'm doing it, I might as well try and make something financially successful out of it. And, you know, same thing. We, we've had some really good successes with our podcast. We've had some pretty good failures too. But it's funny, the my last interview, we were also talking about the pandemic and how people like during that time, a lot of people just lost their desire to do anything and then some people like decided that this is the time to like move and and do things so i, I actually really respect it because during the pandemic my wife worked from home and i still had to go into my physical job because i was an essential worker and it was just such a weird time and that's also the time that i like really sat down with all this and really made it into something different so for you though because now everybody's sitting there going, well, what does she do? What is the actual job? So it's it's all hyped up now. So you have a relocation agency, correct? Correct. All right. Can yes. you please explain that to me exactly what it is? For sure. So basically, the agency is helping those who want to relocate to Leipzig from everywhere in the world with everything, with the language, with bureaucracy, with the visa application, finding apartments. Yeah. So basically, it can be almost anything that is related to find yourself in a new country, mm -hmm. right? You're like in a new country, speaking other language. I mentioned bureaucracy can be slow and painful. And one other thing I need to mention is they are not so fond of becoming super technological. So mm -hmm. they have this plan of, of being like up with technology, but mm -hmm. they're not there yet. Right. Langsam, langsam. We're, we're in that. So fax machine is still being used sometimes. Oh, gosh. But Post office is very much a real thing that is very much used way too often, I think. Emails are not really trusted sometimes, and let's not talk about websites. Oh, so, gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> so when you have this kind of 
old-fashioned bureaucracy a lot of the times you do need somebody who kind of knows you know, the way around everything mm-hmm. so this is why i opened my business <laughs> see i can't even imagine my wife and i joke about winning the lottery and moving to europe and like being rich in europe i i know we would probably do it but at the same time i'm like i i can't imagine li- like moving somewhere with such a cultural shock too especially like we rely on our technology here very heavily sometimes too heavily I mean, just even even doing podcasts, like if Zoom's not working, I'm not doing a podcast anymore. It's it's mm-hmm, wild. Sure. But that that's really like a noble thing, though. I really do respect like getting moving into a new country in itself, especially I don't know. I know in America, it is not an easy process. It is not a very easy process to become American. It's it's one of uh, the most politically discussed topics in, in America about immigration, whether it's legal or illegal. So that that's a whole other that's a whole yeah. other topic that I can't even offer an opinion about anymore. But for you, though, that's, that's like real. What's the name of the, uh, the agency? It's called Over the Ofec. Mm-hmm. Ofec in Hebrew means horizon. Mm-hmm. And also, it was my last name before I got married. So oh, there's a lot of connection I, there. I like that. So, like, for you, obviously, you went from one country to another. Did that impact, like, just how you run business and kind of inspire you to get into this absolutely i can sympathize right i can i can actually know what the other person is 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 thinking is feeling it's a it's an actual psychological help that i can offer because those who are germans and are doing it they know but they don't know Mm -hmm. okay so um i just recently added um, a german partner to, to to my business and he was really eager to help and then he came to me with this idea yeah we can talk about something related to apartment search, how they can find a better apartment. I'm like, you know that they have a problem to just start finding an an apartment because there is an actual loop that you need to find a way out of that if you don't have an apartment, you cannot open a bank account and you cannot then uh, require a visa, but you cannot find an apartment if you don't have a visa and you don't have a job. And it's like- He's stuck there, yeah. Yeah, so- we first need to offer them a way to get out of that loop and then they can you know think about how they can find a better apartment than what they have now so i know the the beginning like the actual essence of how it is to be without a bank account without an id number without basically anything you're you're coming with only your belongings and in germany it doesn't say much yeah. so but it's it's not to say that it's impossible. I want to make that clear, okay? It is very much possible. I've heard several Americans saying like, okay, if you cannot have a, if you don't have a job or if you don't have, if you're not planning to study, then you cannot come to Europe. Mm-hmm. No, not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am hoping this is going to be one of the podcasts I'm kind of breaking myths a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm busting some myths. So this is one of them. You can definitely relocate with Many other types of visa, not only with like a work visa, yeah, study visa. So that's interesting too, because like in America, they don't talk about leaving the country very much. Like that is not something that we're ever taught about, like in school or it's always the the conversation is always people coming into our country, and it's very like, well, they should be doing it this way or this. I my my sister, she actually married. He's from London, and you know he came here. I, I believe he had a work visa, and then obviously they got married eventually, and now he's you know here permanently but like i i've never really asked him like what that process was so it, it's interesting because we've never i've never even thought about leaving the country and going somewhere else 
But then the New York lottery or the, the lottery was up to like $2 billion. And I was like, maybe with $2 billion, I'll go, I'll go to Europe or something like that. But uh, <laughs> my wife and I went to Italy last year. And just like, we were only there for 10 days, but the culture shock alone, it's, it's wild. Okay. Italy is a different story. Italy's a totally different story. <laughs> totally. But th- it's also very touristy. Like Italy's True. ready for anybody, you know, especially Americans to uh, spend money. But for you though, like it's really interesting because you lived it, you, you experienced it. And I think anytime, if I interact with a business, whatever business it is, whether it's, you know, something like this or anything along those lines, if I don't trust or relate to the person that I'm talking to, I don't want to do business with them. So I think the fact that you are able to be like, Hey, I live this experience. It's not easy, but I'm able, like you can do it. I, I actually really respect the fact that you're saying it's possible. It's just not necessarily easy it is yeah and and especially if you have a special case this is like (laughs) the worst thing (laughs) but again it's possible and and i think for me i feel again that i am in in a way a psychologist Mm -hmm. uh, basically holding somebody's hand and saying like it will be okay nothing bad is gonna happen although things bad things happen and Mm -hmm. we cannot avoid this but uh, what i'm telling them also if i don't know the answer i know somebody who can help me you know, so right. I, one of the things that I put uh, emphasis on is to build network in Leipzig and also a little bit even outside of Leipzig. So if somebody comes to me and say, I want to go to Berlin, I don't know uh, a relocation agency there. I actually do. So I can refer them. So I, I find that I don't need to know all the answers, but I need to know how to find them. Yes. I like that. You know, cause there's nothing more frustrating than somebody that thinks that they know everything and like tries to make it seem like they do so people do business with them you just seem like you're a very genuine person and i think i'm sure people find that much more relatable and like makes the whole process easy especially considering this process doesn't sound very easy at times it's it's also again not (laughs) let's not make it like bigger than it is yeah yeah but yeah i mean let's 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 mention like this it's better to come prepared mentally and also you know practically and this is why people turn to agencies basically because we give help in both situations so that you you know that is there is somebody with you emotionally and also practically and yeah i i agree that there are some who take this as business only and you know this is something that we need to you know run off with with as many customers as we can and so on yes customers is a very good way to start to build your business but we also treat it very personally Mm -hmm. so we also really take care of uh, the well-being of our customers we want to make sure they're happy and we check in every now and then to see that they're still breathing (laughs) i find it really important and as i mentioned i i've done that two years ago two two years like since covid for free because i just I love my city. Mm-hmm. I love to help people with the bureaucratical nightmare that can happen. And I gathered so much information because I didn't have this agency when I was coming to mm-hmm. Germany. So I gathered so much information. I'm, I feel like I always have to share, share it out. I, I used to be a teacher as well. So this is in me. Oh, what, <laughs> what, did you, what did you teach? Chemistry. Really? I, I have a chemistry, a bachelor in chemistry and educational diploma. Wow. In Israel. See, that's a, a very important work. Teachers are, especially in America, teachers are not always treated with the respect that they deserve. And I am a big proponent for, for teachers being 
yeah, everywhere. Teachers being paid certain ways. Like I, I'm a very big supporter of, especially our local teachers. I have a lot of very good friends who teach. My wife was actually a teaching assistant, and now she's going for her master's in library sciences. So she's going to be a, yeah. So um, a lot, of, a lot of support in this household for our teachers. Now for you though, she would probably find a job in Germany. She probably would. Just knowing knowing her, she'll she'll find a job, like a great job. And she's like, but we got to move out of the country. And I'm going to be like, no, you're not supposed to look at jobs outside of the country. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> now, for you, though, you did mention networking and working with other people. You are very big. Also, your second project is female entrepreneurship. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. So I am also the organizer of a female entrepreneurs community in Leipzig. I did not start it. I'm not going to take the credit. I am now, I, I took over because the woman who did start it five years ago decided to not stay in Leipzig and she wanted somebody to take over. And I am there from 2020. And basically now I am the one running everything, deciding on workshops, on what what are we going to do. And now we're also trying to make that in an, as an official organization so that we can create some educational material and courses for those um, female entrepreneurs who come to the community events and basically to help them to either to, to start their business or to move their business from other country or to develop their business that they already have. And our community is international, it's in English, everything we're doing. And we have local women and international women and amazing it became like an like a second like a community that is first for support personally and then also on top of it also with business education and support so so it, it's 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 interesting because it like you have your your relocation agency which you also said that you started because you didn't have those kind of tools or those you know the strategies that you do now and you want to share them it sounds like this organization is a little a little similar it's like Hey, here are all these people with a lot of different information. Let's all work together to build each other up. I think that's really impressive. Yeah, and and the information again for me is secondary because the emotional support that comes with it. Because a lot of entrepreneurs know that if you come to your friends, like we call it normal friends, but let's let's say uh, employee friends, and you tell them, oh my god, this tax advisor, or oh my god, you know something in this. Oh, I have a new client. It's amazing. They don't get it right. or they don't know how to react correctly sometimes or to support in the in the right way and when we are in this community that has this you know binding mechanism binding i'm, I'm looking for words oh my <laughs> gosh this is what happens when you speak three languages i can imagine i can't even imagine yes so common ground that's what i was looking for there okay so when you have women with common ground common ground it is really, really helping because you feel like somebody understands you. So even if they don't become best friends, you have this community where you can come and talk about those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And we actually do also talk about other stuff and not only entrepreneurship. So it becomes really actual community with the addition of entrepreneurship. But yes, this is also, it helps with information, but also with networking. I also got some big clients just due to this community. It was oh, wow. very, very great. And I, I feel like we have a big power and I'm now trying to see how we utilize this power for others as well. One thing that a lot of men come to me and ask, why is it only for females and why can we not join and so on? So just because I, I want that to be clear. Hmm. I wish that we could have just entrepreneurs community. Mm -hmm. That would, that's to me is my goal eventually 
want to have that. That takes steps mm -hmm. because we're still not in this world where everything is butterflies and unicorns <laughs> and <laughs> that everybody aligns with how they do business when everybody aligns with their you know, rights and also with some, with the feeling. What I learned is that women and men or females and males are doing entrepreneurship differently. Right. So they kind of play different games. Mm -hmm. So in the men world, then it's mostly competition. It's mostly about how am I bigger than the other? Yeah. How am I competing with them? In the women's world or female world, it's more how do we cooperate to make something bigger? Mm -hmm. That is why I, I feel like this community is actually doing that. But in order for them to be in, in a level where they can co collaborate together, first women have to feel that they can and to be elevated a little bit because it's still, even in Germany, it still happens that women are working less or more part-time because of children. And if there is, a, there is actually a very long maternity leave in Germany, there is oh, one true. year and you can even do two. Wow. Yes. But still, most of the time, the women are those who do this maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So their career is being on pause and, you know, they have to start bringing up the energy again, maybe look for a different job. It's, yeah, it's a whole thing still existing. And if you are a career woman, and if you're doing entrepreneurship as well, it can be even harder. So we first have to see how we create this kind of a base with support and also with knowledge because, um, Men also have um, a lot of knowledge from others. And well, women sometimes don't even believe they're entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're a freelancer, not necessarily you think you're an entrepreneur, but you actually are. Yeah. So, but I do want at some point to also bring in some men. <laughs> also, there were some men trying to come and they were like, I'm alone with so many women. <laughs> and then they left. <laughs> so... That's also a thing. They need to also be comfortable with being with among so many women. Right. Um, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, it seems like business is the same everywhere. In America, it's very similar. Like we like especially like depending on the type of business, like the more professional businesses like banking and stuff like that, very male dominated, very cutthroat, very how do I get this person out of the way so I can do better? And right. I think that that's also just a mentality that just needs to go. Like, in all honesty, we're all here to be successful. And it's funny, like, I would never push somebody out of my way just to make a little extra money. I just can't. It's not my it's not my character. And I find that, you know, I'm in a job that's not performance based, thank God, like, for the most part, like, I don't make more money by doing more work or less work or whatever it is. But I, I just, I never wanted to be in a position where I had to cut somebody off in order to do better. And I, I find it very interesting that you, you've built a community about support and about building each other up. And I think that's really how it should be everywhere. I agree. And I, I believe my, my husband is also kind of like hearing everything I'm, I'm saying and talking about. And then he's like, we need one for men as well. <laughs> I'm telling him, but there actually are, you know, there is like the normal networking events. And he's like, yeah, but it's not the same because those networking events and those, you know, other communities, it's very much, hi, my name is, here is my business card, mm -hmm. kind of. And for us, it's never the case. We, I have these kind of activities where we first help each other. That's how we form the first connection. And then they can continue on talking about their business. 
So we have this mentality of first you bring in something mm-hmm. and then you also are able to share whatever it is you're doing and take some from the community. So, but this is exactly what I'm saying by we are playing different games. Right. And if we're playing different game, we cannot understand each other. Then I think this should be first bridge building somehow. Yeah. And I'm willing to try. <laughs> it's just, I need some fundings and some support like bigger support than what I get now because again (laughs) three projects and I'm the one leading all of them so So we haven't even talked about the third one and the third one again you it goes one two and then this third one is just completely out of left field and it's actually it's actually what caught me in in your initial (laughs) message because I am all about doing things that that are outside of the box or things that are different. And as much as I love talking to like my business people or my authors, when they throw a curveball at the end, I'm like, wait a second, and I have to find out more. You and your husband have a musical project that you're working on, correct? Correct. Can you tell me about (laughs) it? Yeah, sure. So I will start by saying that my husband for a longer, for the longest time was in a metal band and also was producing songs and he's a very good audio engineer and also now uh, discovered he is a very good video editor. This is what he's doing now. And um, during 2022, yeah, so last year, we, we just talked about you know, some, he was he was feeling like he needs another project mm-hmm. and he wants to do something new. And then he came to me with three ideas and he asked me, what do you think I should do? One of them was swing metal. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what swing metal is. I'm terrified. I'm to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it myself. <laughs> and I was like, but I would be very curious to discover because just during this time, it was very kind of new to us we started listening to to electro swing but metal is where we come from Mm -hmm. so i told him you know what because you already have your band and you have a a job and so on how about we not put any pressure on it and we just do it as a couple's activity you know something we do together and we share and then he said okay and we started basically to to work together on this project and we really loved our first song and we said okay this cannot stay in our computer let's put it as a band Mm -hmm. So we have a swing metal band. It's already almost a year. We we released our first song in January. I'm the lead singer. My husband is the guitarist. And we have also a saxophone player, a drummer, and a bass player. That's so, so cool. So an actual band. That's really cool. What's, what's the name of the band? I'm sorry. Did you mention it? Shoe Doom. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I don't know if it's seen Yep. Shoe Doom. That, that's really cool. I like that. You got a little nice yeah. logo and everything. I, oh, that's awesome. So for someone, for me, my wife and I have done projects together. She she does a, a very good book Instagram page. She's been, we call her producer of the show because she likes to, she'll always offer ideas. She does our logo. She does all that stuff. Do you find it easy or sometimes frustrating to work with your partner? Well, we worked in three different jobs together. Mm. Two of them were the same job. Oh, wow. (laughs) And two of them also were from home before COVID. Oh, okay. I think it's safe to say we are very good together Mm. and we really love being next to each other and work together. And that was not our first project as well. And again, with, with all of these ideas that we wanted to do as business owners, he was also in on that particular business, the relocation one, he did not feel like it comes from him. So he 
he it wouldn't be a good fit for him to participate mm -hmm. but we were doing also kids songs together before and basically we're doing so many projects together and i i feel like for me it's already natural to work with him mm -hmm. obviously not everything is sunshine <laughs> like every couple but we have built a very good commu uh, communication between us so it was super super important and we just love to be with each other and as you've seen like this project is basically started as a couple's activity it was supposed to be just the two of us together to do something as a date night kind mm -hmm. of you know um but we really really like to do that and i i find it also kind of a privilege because a lot of bands are feeling bad to leave their families when they're going over to concerts mm -hmm. to do concert or tours and stuff like that and i am bringing my family with me that's so cool <laughs> so, it's really great i love that all right so we are getting close to our, the end of our time so at the end of every interview we we play a little game here and it's rapid fire questions i usually pick like four or five questions and i try and tailor it to whoever i'm speaking to so they're not the same questions every episode because who would want that and basically, I have four questions that I'm going to ask, and you just say the first thing that comes to mind when you answer, if you're okay to play with it. I'm ready. All right. So what is a song, because I wanted to do something musical for you, a song that perfectly <laughs> describes your entrepreneurial journey? Wow. I love the wows. I always get a good wow. That, that's how I know the question's good. <laughs> that is a... Uh, oh, I need a second. Take, take your time. Uh, I know I started off with a tough one. So the first song comes to mind yep. is Time After Time. <laughs> Solid choice. Because I tried so many times to start a new thing. And then it, like this is the one that got stuck. But it's, I feel like I'm still in that journey. And I don't know if this is going to stay long. And if something else is not going to come. Because <laughs> I really love the new stuff and changes. So that is the first song comes to mind. I love it. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone moving to a new country? Oh, work hard on finding friends. The reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people are kind of like done with their bureaucratical shenanigans and they, they're settled, maybe have a job, maybe have a studies, but then they're like, now what? Now what? Right. And then I've heard already on stories that people left the, the, the city, the country because they could not find their support system. Mm. So it's super important. People don't pay attention on how important finding friends is and creating your community and be integrated in the community is mm -hmm. super important. All right. What's a book that every female entrepreneur should read? Mm. The book, okay. the book the questions are always thing... for my wife. <laughs> like... Yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the first the first thing that comes to mind is the richest man in Babylon. The reason I I thought about this was there was one takeaway that I took from this book that I think it applies a lot for females in general, and then on top of it, the female entrepreneurs and it's um, money mindset. This is something that a lot of women don't have, didn't learn, don't, are somewhat scared of it as well. I know some men as well, but with women, it's even more happening. So the richest men in Babylon, this is paying yourself first, have savings, all these kind of things, and how to build your, build your, your not rich, rich men, richness, but how to become stable I like with that. money. All right. Last question. 
So you are somebody that's super busy and you have things going on all the time. What is your go-to activity though to unwind and relax? One second. I'm sorry that I, I had a call. No, no worries. Uh, well, so, can you repeat the question? Yeah, because I gotcha. I, I, so yeah. for somebody who's so busy, what is your go-to activity to unwind and relax? So Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, so Netflix. Uh, I, I Netflix, like but also uh, it can change my mood and I can relax with music. I like it. I, you know, I also value Netflix time. I try not, I'm not somebody who sits around and like watches TV for hours, but there's just something, and I always tell my wife, there's something so special about just sitting with my wife, watching one of our shows, having a little bit of wine and just, not, we don't even talk to each other half the time. We just kind of enjoy our, enjoy our presence and just enjoy being with each other and not having to worry about work or school or this or that. So I, I do respect Netflix time very much. Same. <laughs> but that is going to come to the end of our show. Aiden, thank you so much for being on. This was fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I had so much fun. Of course. And if uh, anybody wants to find out more about you or your organizations or your projects, how would people be able to do that? So I'm on LinkedIn and I'm I'm on every platform, obviously. But to go to my website, it's um, www.overtheoffic.com, basically. Okay. And... Uh, as we mentioned, my band name is Shubidoom. And yeah, female entrepreneurs community, just look for that. Okay. <laughs> <In life. laughs> and I will make I sure. I would say just talk to me and I will refer you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Easy enough. So yeah, that's going to wrap us up today. And thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while, maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction and welcome back everyone thank you guys so much for listening we really did enjoy talking to eden that day for this interview and we really do think that her work's very important so if you guys uh, took some value from it or if you guys want to learn more make sure you guys check her out and also obviously listen to some of her music that was really cool and just such a, a unique thing that she brings to the table also but if you guys are looking for more of our content make sure you guys check out our website themisfitfaction.com you'll find links to not only this show but all of our other shows including cinematic adventures and the multiverse fancast and also you'll find news reviews articles and more so make sure you guys check that out we're also on all the social media you can find us on twitter tiktok instagram whatever it is just type in mf uncensored or the misfit faction odds are you'll find some of our stuff thank you guys for listening and we will see you all next time